Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Guys Who Law. I'm Jesse. I'm Andrew. And today we have an interesting day because we were going to talk about uh, the 1994 crime bill, since that became really in the news because Trump and Biden are going to war on it. And we're going to talk about it. But something as of this day, as of this recording, something happened that we got to talk about in the first part of our podcast. And it concerns our good friend, our one that's <laughs> close to our heart, Robert Mueller. He's back. He's back. One last time. He did his swan song. <laughs> I didn't even know about this happening. So he held a press conference today. I didn't even know this was happening. Did you I, know? I didn't either. I came into the office today and everybody was like, did you see this? Like, yeah. did you see what he said? And it's like. I didn't even know this was going to... I was in a meeting before that. It's like yeah. the encore performance after, uh, you know, an artist leaves. A small, slow clap. Robert Mueller came back on and did one last song. <laughs> uh, this is the... So this press conference is the first time we've heard of from him since the investigation started two, two and a half years ago. Uh, pretty interesting hearing him speak and watching him considering he was in the darkness for so long. I'm glad I didn't have to watch it live because I would have just been shaking in my boots watching him, you know, so so intimidated. Just when you thought <laughs> he couldn't get scarier, he did. Yeah, we've actually been on a hiatus from Trump in our past couple episodes. I know. I feel like now we're back. Mueller brought us back in this morning. He Just when they think they're out, they bring us back in. Yeah. Uh, here are the big takeaways. First... He's sailing off into the sunset. He's closing the, uh, the uh, special counsel office, resigning, and he's going to go into private life. I don't know what he's going to be doing. Maybe go back to law. Maybe He can get any job at any firm that he wants to. I want him to go to the Bahamas and fish for trout. That's what I want. He probably already did that. That's why it took a couple of weeks for him to come out and get yeah. this press conference. He needed a vacation. Yeah. Uh, now he also talked about the report. First thing he said, report speaks for itself. And that gave you the flavor of the rest of the press conference. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> Yeah, that thanks, really, Bob. That, <laughs> he's really not going to light on it. He made it very clear he's not going to go anything beyond what the report says. He said that in terms of Congress, if he's asked to testify, he's basically just going to reiterate what's in the report. He's not going to give his opinion about anything else. And I kind of respect that. I like it. Let the report speak for itself. But this is what he said. One, Russian actors definitely interfered with the election or tried to interfere with the election. Which is, which is, is that, that's what it said in the report, too. Yep. Yeah. He said, you know, that's the big thing to take away. That's what every American should be concerned about. Unfortunately for every American, they're not really concerned with Russia. They're really concerned with the second part of the report, which is the obstruction question. Did the president obstruct justice during this investigation? And what he said, which was very interesting, he reiterated the same kind of thing that was in his report. He said, if we had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. Now, he also said, and this was the th part that kind of surprised people, he said that he strictly followed the Department of Justice guideline that a sitting president cannot be indicted. The reason that's such a big deal is because Attorney General William Barr earlier said when he testified in front of Congress that when he asked Robert Mueller, well, is this the reason why you chose not to go after the president because of this sitting guideline. What he indicated was, well, it was a consideration, but it wasn't the end-all, be-all. That mm. seems very different than what he said today. In other words, if all that's keeping Mueller from going after the president is this kind of rule, that doesn't suggest that the president didn't do something illegal. It doesn't suggest that he didn't do something illegal, uh, that he didn't commit a crime. It's just saying that he can't be prosecuted. I mean, now, now, here's the way that I look at it. Yeah. What Mueller's statement, and he's ambiguous. He kind of leaves us to the imagination about what he's saying. His statement that if his office had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. I look at it two ways. One, either it wasn't a definite question about whether or not the president committed a crime. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. There's arguments on both sides. Could go either way. Couldn't definitively say it one way or not. 
or option number two. He's saying the president did do something illegal, but he can't classify it as a crime because the president can't be punished for it since I, he can't I, be prosecuted. I think it's option number one. I you, think I think he is too uh, too much of a professional to to go the second route, like to say something to the public that would indicate that he that he actually did something illegal. The president he would he did. Well, he said, but, but I think he, he, I, I can't think, yeah, I think clearly we, exonerate him, I which think, is by, I don't even know if it was appropriate for him to write that statement. I think he was just trying to say that there was evidence on both sides and there wasn't enough to definitively say also that he committed a crime. But he said it in a different way this time than when that kind of went the opposite route. Then why do you even mention the Department of Justice guideline about not indicting a sitting president? Why even mention that? Was he? He was asked about it. Right? Nope. No. Mueller. Yeah. No. No. He brought it up. Yep. Brought it up in the press conference. He he didn't take any questions. That's he, he brought it up himself. Why mention that unless he's saying, "Listen, listen, guys, I would have prosecuted this guy if he was anybody else, but because he's the president, I can't." Now Barr, he tossed it to Barr, and I don't even know if he really thought the. Yeah, he tossed it to Barr, mm-hmm. and Barr, Barr declined to press. Barr yeah. had a different. Legal analysis didn't think it uh, amounted to obstruction of justice based mm-hmm. upon what the requirements are and the elements are. He had a different legal theory. Some people thought that he was protecting the president. Maybe he just had a different legal theory. But what we're all left with is now trying to figure out what they're saying in between their words. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what will come out of this besides a prosecutor in the future maybe taking some of the evidence that was listed and interpreting it in a different way. That's the interesting question, which means if Barr were to resign tomorrow or a new attorney general comes in, could they indict the president? Let's say they disagree with the Department of Justice guidelines that we're going to try to indict the president based upon the same based upon the Mueller report. Is that legal? Could they do it? I mean, the way I understand it, I don't see anything preventing them from doing that unless... There's a statute of limitations, which is like a time limit for when you could bring a, a, right. a charge. Obstruction of justice is five years. Yeah, this is not like a double jeopardy sort of thing. Like no. A case hasn't been tried to the finish, the, and you can't right. try it again. Right. The William Barr, who is our attorney general, just decided right now that he's not going to going to prosecute this case. But if someone else comes in, then maybe they can prosecute. If Trump doesn't get reelected, he could be prosecuted by any federal prosecutor, right? Right. You mean like in D.C. or something? Yeah. A D.C. federal prosecutor. Or, yeah, that's why it's so important that he gets reelected. I, again, I'll say it, I think it's the statute of limitations. If it's five years. If he were to get reelected, mm. by the end of his next four-year term, they can't prosecute him for obstruction. So that's his best strategy right now. So, in other words, he's got to be reelected. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, he could potentially be federally be indicted i don't know i maybe i've never seen anything like it i don't know Wait, i don't think anybody has but we'll see i i doubt i mean i think people will pr- keep on bringing this up especially if he doesn't win the election that they'll be like oh let's maybe go after him i wonder i wonder if uh the sitting president at that time let's say they did prosecute him and he was convicted would the sitting president pardon him not a chance <laughs> not a chance well whoever that is a democrat they're gonna go to war in the uh general election i don't know i don't know i don't think so everybody's out for trump yeah uh but yeah i don't think there's uh i don't think this is the last we've heard of this i'm pretty sure they're gonna have Mueller testify before congress and he's just gonna repeat everything he said it's it's gonna be very boring testimony yeah but there's also a part of me that thinks the day trump steps out of office he's gonna be hit with a 
uh, either a subpoena or an indictment or he's something. He's been sued hundreds of times over the course of his life. I think he probably will just view this as another lawsuit. Yeah. yeah. The saga continues, <laughs> yeah. but that is not the only thing that we're talking about today, Because, and it's also about Trump. Yeah. We're here to talk about something that you may not have heard of, but came in the news, and you might have been questioning, what is this about? It's called <laughs> the Crime Bill of 1994, the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act of 1994. And the reason this came in the news was, why did it, why did it come in the news? So this, this, this came out of nowhere, but Trump tweeted the other day, uh, he had two tweets that went out, and one was how any, any Democratic candidate who is associated with this crime bill, who is a part of passing in, drafting, and et cetera, should not be elected because they've uh, it, it's led to mass incarceration and it's horrible for African Americans, et cetera. And then in another tweet, he specifically named Biden. That Biden is the is 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 the core of this bill. He helped pass it. He helped draft it. And name called him a bunch of different things. The timing of this couldn't. First of all, he assumes I think Biden's a threat. I'm sure. In I the mean, election. I, in, in a way, Biden must must like this because. By having the president of the United States name you like multiple times, you know, over the course of a week, it elevates you in, in compared to other candidates. Maybe. You mean he's not tweeting about uh, other candidates? Well, he kind of – who's that Peter Buttigieg? Buttigieg. 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 He yeah. said he looked like the guy from uh, Mad TV <laughs> or Mad Magazine. So <laughs> yeah. he's still going after everybody. Yeah. I don't think he's gone after like Cory Booker. Or, yeah. Has he gone after Kamala Harris? Maybe a little bit, but, yeah. but Biden's... I know he likes Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Biden's gotten significantly more attention than the others. And, you know, th this is a bill that was passed over 20 years ago. Let, let's, yeah, okay, yeah. we'll get into if this was a good idea or a bad idea for Trump to do this, and yeah. I have my own opinions. But let's say what exactly this bill is. It yeah. was back in 1994, and by the way, 1994, most millennials out there, we were babies. We were kids. Yeah. We didn't, This is all we've ever known is this law. And I didn't, I didn't know about it until it recently came up in the, uh, uh, you know, in the news. This is all our federal crime system, criminal justice system. This is all we've ever known. So, th so the, the, this bill was passed under President Clinton, and when he when he came into office in 1992, there was a lot of crime in this country. Okay, just to give you an idea, I looked this up. Ballotpedia said that according to the FBI. The national violent crime rate, which is the number of violent crimes per 100,000 pe 100, uh, people, it increased by an estimated 56% from 1976 through 1990. Yeah, so Clinton came into office and the Democrats wanted to put, you know, do something to solve this and decrease crime in, the, in this country. And this bill was the solution for that. Um, so there were a lot of different parts of... Uh, this bill, which eventually became law, but uh, to name a couple of them, um, it significantly increased the amount of police officers in the country. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it provided more funding for the business for for the buildings of prisons around the country. Mm -hmm. It set minimum sentencing guidelines, made you know the law harsh harsher on crimes. Um, Expanded the death penalty, the federal death penalty, yeah. to include other crimes. Right. The law also, and by the way, this is only for federal law, not state, but it had a significant impact on the states and their criminal justice system. We'll talk about that in a second. But yeah. the, the, what the law also did was created a controversial 
three strikes rule, which means a person would get life in prison if they get convicted of a serious violent felony after already being convicted of two or more prior convictions in either federal or state court. And one of those prior convictions had to either be a serious violent felony or a serious drug offense. Now, when we talk about serious violent felony, this is like murder, manslaughter, kidnapping, robbery. Controversial because, in other words, somebody could, uh, let's say they they get convicted of a kidnapping charge or a robbery charge, and they have two uh, drug offenses. You know, they could it's receive life, life in, in prison. prison. Yeah, uh, that's pretty. That's pretty harsh. So, why are we talking about this more than twenty years later? So. This law still has a, has an has an impact on people today. One, it you know it did, um, by some ac- accounts, decrease crime significantly. Crime has gone down by a huge amount since the early nineties. Well, wait a second. The yeah. the thing is, is they can't positively attribute that to the crime bill. It has gone down since the nineties. It has yeah. gone down, yeah. but they question whether they, or not it's a direct result it, of that bill. Yeah. Well, they can't not not correlate it to the crime bill. They can't not <laughs> not correlate it. Right. Yeah. So, and second, many people feel that the crime bill had unintended um, ramifications, uh, consequences, uh, leading to mass incarceration, um, of specifically of minorities and people of color, um, and separating families, and 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 people have been put in prison for ver- for you know minor minor offenses. Um, so over the years, for example, Bill Clinton. Um, who this bill passed under came out in 2015 saying he re- he regretted signing this bill. Um, Joe Biden hasn't said the same, but Trump sees it as an opportunity now to attack the Democrats. You know, people look at it and say, "Oh, it's just federal." You know, there's so many people in prison com- the, compared from the federal inmates compared to state inmates. It's like 100 or 200 thousand compared to two million right. in state prison. Right, but. It, th- this bill had a significant inf- impact on states because it gave them uh, money. Federal government would give grants to states that changed their uh, their own state laws about crime. If they had a reduction in crime, if they built more prisons, they would get more money. So it had a direct impact on states and ultimately affected more people. And the idea is, well, if you're creating stricter penalties and people are now in prison for longer, you're separating families. And I I get the controversial aspect of this. And there is a controversial aspect of it. The part that I don't understand is why are they backing out on it now? Why is Clinton turning his back on it? I mean, well, he he backed out a couple of years ago. It's not even that Trump Trump wrote. I disagree with that. I think, as you said, there was a huge problem going on in the country. It did what it was supposed to do. Is everybody surprised that, that there was more incarceration, there were stricter penalties. You knew what you were coming out with. Well, I, it I didn't th- have an unintended consequence. I think not many. You know, people could 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 agree that it 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 solved the problem of decreasing crime, but it but it, but it might have been at, outweighed by minorities being incarcerated for very minor offenses, and has has led to to more you know more incarceration over the years because of that. It might be hard to quantify people who are spending so much time in prison because of, uh, you know, lower level offenses, because this bill was aimed at serious level offenses. I think if they're they're upset about I think if people are upset about how the criminal justice system works in terms of 
how it treats uh, drug-related offenses or lower-level offenses. I don't think it has to do with the 1994 crime bill. It might have to do with other kind of legislation. Yeah, I mean, it could be the case that there's there was just more police officers out there now, right. and more of these crimes were being you know caught and identified. You know, there, the other part of it, there were harsher penalties for a lot of these crimes that could have led to more incarceration than could than could have been before. But there were more police officers on the street to make those arrests. I hate to say this though, this is the way to look at it. The reason we talk about it, crime is a choice, and there's a lot of different reasons why people commit crimes, and everybody's in different kind of environments. I guarantee most of the people that listen to our podcast, well, this doesn't even concern them, or never even will concern them. But the idea is, is that. People that choose to commit certain offenses, they're making that choice. And the question is, are they willing to pay for it or not? You know, crime, you could say, is like a sickness. So it's better to prevent the crime than to treat it, right? You know, if the issue is you really shouldn't be attacking what the penalties are. You should be attacking how there's no programs put in place or there's not significant programs put in place to prevent the crime. But that, that could have been one of the problems with this law. Part of the law, I think, stripped some education from incarcerated inmates, right? Right. Like, so that when they would come out, they wouldn't be productive members of society. Yeah. And then they had families that, they, you know, they want to be able to provide for because they couldn't get jobs. They weren't educated. And that could lead to more incarceration. You know, it's a, it's a, it can be an, a revolving cycle. Maybe. That's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is, um, you know, it did a lot of good. It did look at it. It also had a part of it, and this is a part that was really important. Uh, the Violence Against Women's Act that right. was a part of the 1994 bill. It was a really big component and of Biden it. Biden was a big champion of that, and so is uh, Bernie Sanders, who yeah. signed off on this bill as well. What that did is it put more resources into domestic violence and sexual assault crimes. You know, creating uh, help the efforts of uh, you know domestic violence shelters and rape centers and and different penalties for people that were convicted of these crimes. So that was a good aspect of it as well. The thing is that I don't understand is why Trump is bringing it up right now. So, Nobody I, yeah. knows about this. Do you think people are thinking about this law and saying, oh, he's responsible for this? No. I don't think it matters if people know about it now or they don't know about it now. I think they were trying to find a way to differentiate Trump from the other candidates that were leading the pack. And those two candidates right now are Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders, both who supported the crime bill. If he... If, if, if he is against that, that they did the wrong thing and can swipe them both in, 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 with one, one, one or two tweets, I think that's why he put this out there. I give them yeah. credit for not backing down on it, which is Joe surprising because yeah. you would think Democrats would – these two Democrats would, would say, hey, big mistake. We shouldn't have uh, voted in favor of it. And isn't it funny that Trump is criticizing this act considering his history. If he was uh, an elected official in 1994 – he probably would have voted in favor of it. Yeah, I mean, I think he's trying to get young millennial voters, young African-American voters. He's trying to get more of those uh, voters to support him. And he thinks this might be a way to do that. Um, he's already increased from the, from the last election. I think he had 8% or something like that of the you know, of the um, African-American vote. Now he, he's already increased it to 12%. If he can edge out a little bit more, it can help them in this next election. Uh, I, I saw this Fox News poll that said Biden's support among uh, non-white Democrats uh, rose to 33%, which is more than Sanders. I just don't think this is going to move the needle any which way, but it is an important issue nonetheless. Mm. It is important to talk about because— I think it's important for a lot of those communities, too. Like They, they do right. think about those issues now, and I think that's why he brought it up. Even if he was someone who would have supported the bill back in the 90s— um, 
and Trump is someone who's changed his, his his views, you know, depending on the political climate. For example, he went after the Central Park Five. Those were those. Uh, they were five kids who were accused of who were um, imprisoned for rape in the '90s, and then were later exonerated. Trump took a, a full page out in the in the New York Times, like going after them. He's advocated for the death penalty be reinstituted in New York. Yeah. He said China executes their drug dealers. We should do the same. I, I he's unpredictable with his policies, and he's flip floppy with it. I just am surprised he went this route. I get what he's doing, but it doesn't seem like people are going to care enough about this. It's not like it's too attenuated to say, oh, this 1994 crime bill led to increased prisons and ultimately led to more incarceration and led to X, Y, and Z. It just seems I don't think people care about the details. That's the thing. I think that they just hear the headline that this crime bill led to bad, bad consequences. Yeah. And, and and they don't really care if that's true or not. If if Trump can get it into people's heads that that's the case, he he will win he will win this argument. So you're saying they should listen to our podcast and we'll they lay should, down the details. They should listen to, to listen to our listen to listen to other people too that are trying to make the case whether this is true or not. Yeah, I think there's probably evidence and statistics on both sides of the yeah. argument, but. Yeah, there's some who say, yes, it led to mass incarceration, and others said, no, it was rising since the 1970s, and this was bound to happen. It had some effect, but not a major effect. I honestly, to be honest, I, I think it, it, it was a decent play for Trump um, to, to go after Biden. And, it's coupled yeah. with, the, with the act that he just signed back in December, the First yeah. Step Act, uh, yeah. which was, it's a good thing, actually, this First Step Act. It's just going to lead to shorter prison sentences and also for the ability of people who are in prison to be released into the public and have productive lives. So it's a good thing, but I still don't get the criticism. I think you can have both. I think you can have the 1994 bill. You can have the First Step Act. They work together, and, and that's what it I is. I think both acts are products of the time. Like, the 1994 bill was a result of increased crime in the country, and the country felt that that was needed at that point in time. There are consequences that they probably you know, couldn't foresee or didn't foresee back then, now they've seen some of those consequences, which are, which you know are not great, and they're we're putting laws in place that are combating that. So that's what happens. It's a different time. The country's seeing problems with something that we put in place 20 years ago, and they're making adjustments. You think this is going to come up in the uh, debates? I think Trump would be smart to bring it up in the debates. You think he's going to know the details of it, like we just said? I don't think people care about the details. But who do you think knows the details? Biden's going to know the details. Yeah, but people are not going to. They're not going to get the chance to listen. You think most people in debates, they just look at, like, they're not even paying attention to what they're saying so much as just how they look and how yeah, they appear. Yeah, how they look and what their headlines are. I remember looking at the debates and wondering, who's not fumfering? Who's not stammering? Yeah. I was like, how long can this person go without stammering or repeating a word? And if they're good, I'm like, ooh, that's that's good. I mean, Biden's pretty good in debates. I've seen him before. He's calm, cool, collected, and he loves to touch. But Trump can, can take control of a debate. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine them shaking hands? It was the same thing when he shook Hillary's hand. I never believed it until I saw it. Uh, but now I can imagine Trump and Biden shaking hands. It's weird. It's going to be so strained. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it. You think, wait, you think he's going to get the nomination? I mean, it's still very long before we get through that process, but I do. I think he's going to get it. Every one of the Democrats hates Trump. Every one of them. Can you imagine any of them shaking his hand? No, but they're going to shake his hand. They got to shake his hand. Yeah. And he's going to shake their hand. Yeah. It's going to be, uh... <laughs> Why am I so caring? I care so much. You're, you're very it. focused on the handshake. I focus more on the handshake than anything else. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so at the end of the day, this is a big law that happened many years ago. It shaped our whole 
criminal justice system. It's had a big impact. It's hard to measure the full impact. It's affected different people in different ways. But at the end of the day, bringing it up now, not sure it's really going to move the needle. And I don't think it was necessary at all. I think he's trying to get ahead of the game. Well, listen, wh- 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 whether you support Trump or not is is one one question. But whether this was a wise political move for him is another. And I honestly, I think it it, it was. I think it was a wise political move. He's focusing on policy. He's he's taking he's taking putting the attack on Biden. And this is a way to clearly differentiate differentiate himself to a voter base that he needs to get some votes for. Well, he's got Kim Kardashian and uh, Kanye West. They both support him, right? And now she's got a TV show that's coming out about her lawyer. Uh, her lawyer exploits. Her lawyer exploits. Yeah. She's actually been very good for criminal justice reform. <laughs> so he's yeah. probably jumping on the bandwagon. He just wants more celebrities in his corner. Yeah. He needs more celebrities other than Scott Baio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or Dean Kane. Not that there's anything wrong with those guys, no. but he needs more high-profile celebrities in his corner. That's what he really wants. He does, like the convention is going to be pretty boring if he doesn't get some celebrities there. How many times can Ted Nugent play? Clint, Clint Eastwood was it the last one, right? Was it his or the, like 2012? I thought he was at the last. Uh, he was at the twenty. He was at the 2016 one. Was he? Uh, yeah. When he talked to the chair. I thought that was the chair. Yeah. Maybe uh, I'm maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if that, maybe it was Romney. I don't know. Now I'm curious. Hold on, let's see. Uh, Clint Eastwood chair. By the way, you would appreciate this. I'll tell you after you look. 2012. Uh, 2012. I was wrong. It's Romney. I'll correct the director. Yeah. Um, you'll like this, Jesse. I was listening to a Howard Stern interview the other day. Yeah. And Donald Trump asked Howard Stern to speak at the convention. Did he? Uh-huh. Wait, this isn't a recent one. Well, for, for the, uh, I think one of his recent interviews, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. He interviewed Donald Trump no, 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 in no, no, 2019? No, no, no. Don, Howard Stern was just on... Somebody was interviewing him. Oh. And he said that Donald Trump had asked him to speak at speak at the convention. Oh. I think it might have been the Matt Lauer interview. I don't know. But he said he was a big Hillary Clinton supporter, so he said he said no. He couldn't do it. Yeah. I think he still likes Donald Trump. He just doesn't agree with him politically. He does like Well, him. he said he liked him personally, but now ever seeing some of the stuff he... Well, he also doesn't think that he wants to be president, which I 100% agree with. Yeah. I don't think Trump ever wanted to be president. Do you think he wants to be reelected? Yeah. I think Once you too, have it, you don't want to lose it's it. It's too and harmful to his image to not yeah. be reelected. Yeah. Hey, Melania, I don't know if she wants to go through another four years. I'm sure they have some agreement. I, I think that... I don't know. It's just, it's so bad how the co- the country is right now in terms of how divided it is and how everybody's out to kill each other. It, it, will that ever go away, though? Because when Obama was president, too, everybody still no. said the country was so divided. I don't know. Speaking of 1984, like, I don't remember what it was like in the 90s. I when don't people remember. Were, I wasn't I voting, yeah. I don't even remember Gore Bush. What was that like? Do you think it was this heated and ugly? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember either. Yeah. I'm told that it's never been this bad as it is right now. It's like cultish. It's warish. It's like a war of two different sides. Yeah, I don't know if that's true though. I mean, I think I think I think it's worse than usual because the media is more of like a 24/7 cycle than it used to be like 20 years and ago. And social media and yeah, all social that. Media. Yeah. It, like so that's why it gets more contentious. I just don't know if it's because of the people. I was watching Ready Player 1 the other day. Oh, great movie. Great movie. Okay. Remember when they said they turned off the the Oasis, this big program for a the day. Whole, for 2 days a two week. 2 days, yeah. What happens if we turned off social media for 2 days a week? I think that's a good, good idea. I would love it. Why don't they do that? That's actually a good idea. Because it's a business and nobody wants to lose money. Yeah, but Ready, Ready Player One, they did it. And he, they yeah. were also seventeen-year-old 17 17 kids <laughs> who got control of a company, and 
<laughs> sounds like Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. But it would be a good idea. Yeah. It would be bad for the people whose birthdays it is. It's true. You wouldn't yeah. remember. Ah, I missed it. My birthday was on that one yeah. day that was off. And I won't know whose birthday it is the next day because it disappears. It only tells me whose birthday it was. Interesting. Well, not that. Wow. Anyway. We really went the full gamut, didn't we? we did, yeah, we did. Anyway, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. <laughs>